Rita? Mama, what are you doing home so early? Miss Gibbs need me to do her hair. What are you doing? Oh, I was just fooling around with some stuff. Give me that. Huh? Please. Huh? Give me that. And the tape recorder, too. What is this? It's just some music, Ma. Sister Mary Clarence wants us to learn it. For the choir. Now, just when you, were you going to tell me that you're in a choir? Rita, how many times do we have to go through this? Singing does not put food on the table. Singing does not pay the bills. Singing is no guarantee to a future, even if you have got talent. Mama, did you know I could sing? So could your daddy, and he died still trying to make it. But what does that have to do with me? Ma, we're, we're a good choir. They want to take us to this all-state competition. We could win. We're Baby, good. if you want to win in life, you keep your nose in them books and out of the clouds. If you could just listen to me, let me explain. Baby, I know how you feel. Really, I do. But there are a lot of talented people right down there on the street singing their shoulda, coulda, wouldas now. Is that how you want to no, end up? No, that's not what I want. Good. Then you don't have time for any choir because you got to study. Mommy, we have a chance The choir winning. and competition are out. Mommy... If you but mama me one more time, now, I said the choir and the competition is out. You understand? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, this, is, this is theater, okay? This is theater. It really is. Like, I'm really starting, starting to get really enjoy this. I love it. My favorite part was when she's like, Sister Mary Clarence gave it to us. For the choir. <laughs> the choir and competition are out. The choir and the competition are out. And then she said, is out. Yes. And she shut <laughs> up. That Jamaican came out. That bad yeah. grammar. And she gave it that face like, you got one more time, <laughs> yeah. little girl. Little girl. They used uh, to say, for I blouse your lips. Remember that? What was no, blouse? Nobody ever told me that blouse, blouse your lips. Blouse, like, that's because folk, you know, <laughs> our, our people just make up all type of shit. Because yeah, it sounds like it's a, it's a true description of what your lips going to look like when they done. That mean they're going to be flapping and <laughs> That mean they're going to slap the shit out you, I guess. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hung Up Podcast. Where even if you want to sing your shoulda, coulda, wouldas. We will never hang up on you. Or even if Sister Mary Clarence gave you something to sing for the choir. (laughs) (laughs) And even if you die, still trying to make make it. it. (laughs) What does that have to do with me, Mama? But Mama, (laughs) we've all been there, haven't we? We have our stories. (laughs) But we will never hang up hang up on you. What's up, guys? I'm Eric. Welcome to the show. Trying to make it. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show. Um, Another week. You can find me uh, on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Hi, everyone. I'm P. Ryan, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am P. Ryan. That's right. And you can find us both at Hung Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. Email us at Hung Up Pod at gmail.com. Yeah, we want to hear from you guys. Your likes, dislikes, love hate comments <laughs> questions we know you guys have some advice because a lot of you reach out to us via like have advice or want huh? one advice We're oh both. have advice have questions both, both. all of the For above sure. sorry guys i guess it's a good time to plug that we are drinking well that's like pretty i think they're used to that no well drinking what i was i was giving you the opportunity to tell them red wine i don't know what kind yes red wine and a little red bull because dead tired so i'm like i came in kind of already drunk off of tiredness and here we are 
Yeah, you came in like a zombie, and I was just like, uh, let me just give you a little bit of this, because it gave me a little more pep in my step. Yeah, it sounds like you just gave me cocaine. I did. (laughs) Trust me, you guys, I did not. Bobby! (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, we love you, man. (laughs) I'm just joking. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Eric, come back. Don't leave. <laughs> Wait. He did the face, though, y'all. Like, he did the face with it. Like, I'm... All right, I'm done. Bobby Brown! Done. My man! Yes. Love her. Comedy. <laughs> What's up? Oh, plus, rate and review us. Oh, yeah. Can they do that on iTunes? Because yeah, you can rate us on, um, and send comments on um, Apple Podcasts. And on SoundCloud. Yes. And maybe on Google Play. Don't know because I don't have an Android. But I, I think so. Yeah. I don't... I don't... I don't have green boxes. Yeah. It's like uh, weird when you see it. Yeah. I'm it's just like, like, wait. It's not blue. for real? I think we like subconsciously text them less. Text people who have the green boxes less. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But anyway... You ready to do the show? Or are I'm you... totes ready. Oh, okay. Are you trying to cover me? Uh, uh. <laughs> Stop mumbling, Mr. Mumbles. People can hear me. You sure? I can clearly hear myself, and the mic is literally, I don't know. Eric, Where do you... can you hear me? <laughs> Eric, we need you! <laughs> like Tiffany Evans, remember that? Oh, Medea, did you watch that? Which Medea? Which one? It was like the first one that actually make, made Medea blow up. So when he was still on the stage in a the theater? No, it was the first movie. Oh, 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 oh. What was the name of it? Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. With Kimberly, Kimberly Elise. Elise. Yeah. Love her. Mad. Oh, my God. But did she really keep a diary? You know what? Throughout that movie? Yeah, she wrote. Oh, okay. Go yeah, on, and they gave her like moments throughout the movie where she was speaking what she was writing. Oh, okay. It was kind of like poetic or supposed to be. Well, bitch, let's go on with the show because we are not having a two-hour show. We're not. <laughs> like, and we, and we appreciate you guys like hanging in there with us. Yeah, um, but then also telling us this shit is way too long. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So your day? But it's great when how you can stop week? and pause and go back and record yeah. and stop and, you know. Eric, why does everything sound so sexual with you? What? Oh, it, that does. Yeah. Like, thinking it back. What is going on? Oh. I'm just on fire. Okay, you need to be on fire for Jesus. I am. Okay? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that Pentecost fire. Hallelujah. All my saints out there. As as I'm making this transition in my life, um, oh, this new chapter, <laughs> so I have been thinking, like, maybe, I, you know, it's time for me to go back to Jesus yes. and really, like, honestly, like, find out, like, rediscover my spirituality because I was kind of, like, tormented in... tortured with it as a child um, growing up in a Baptist church Um, so yeah I think I'm getting to that point where I do want to kind of rediscover that but maybe that's another topic which which you go Enon no I don't go to nobody's Enon wait do you go to St. Thomas no where do you go it's like you don't even know me we'll talk later we'll talk off air um what Center City no First of all, I'm Seventh-day Adventist, so none of those churches even fit the criteria. You're going to have to explain to me, because there's so many denominations. Yes. And I... Hit up my church out in Nigeria. <laughs> Hit up P. Ryan. He can meet the criteria. 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> What's going on right I'm now? I'm sorry. Nicki Minaj had a line that was just like, boot like my mixtapes out in Nigeria. Hit up Mama Do. He can meet the criteria, and I was trying to remix it. Okay. It's fine. You feel It's fine. You it feel passed. The moment's gone. You feeling Nicki? <laughs> I tonight? never feel Nicki. Do you like her? We'll talk about that once we get to the hung pop. Oh, is she? Oh, okay. We don't have to. Okay. Okay. So what's up? How you been? I've been great. How was your week? I'm tired as hell. Um, my week was a week. It was very stressful. I have a whole bunch of projects due. I want to enjoy this 4th of July, but I don't know if I'll be able to. Well, you know what? No, I'm going to speak it. I will be able to because I'm going to get my work done super early. This past weekend, instead of actually doing the work that I have to do now, I went to Atlanta for the Atlanta Greek picnic. Um, Whenever I hear somebody say Atlanta, I just remember that Destiny's Child um, concert. When Michelle come out there, Atlanta, like she says it in such like a funny, wholesome, country girl kind of way. Just bless her heart. Continue with your story. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you talking about. Atlanta. Ooh, I am tickled. <laughs> Thank you tonight, Atlanta. You got to show me. I was clip. like Michelle, like you're gonna show me that clip. You're gonna show me that, that note. note. <laughs> My brother Bud would be so upset. Nah, but I went to Atlanta. It was a cute time. I would actually go back to another Greek picnic, but I would only go to the picnic and not like the other parties because, whether or not I'd like to admit it, I'm old, <laughs> and washed. Okay, so I only have energy for one thing. Um, but I think my time in Atlanta was super dope. Um, I think God definitely sends you messages um, at random moments. And I was in a car once with an Uber driver, and we started talking about music. He was oh, telling us how he was like a traveling musician. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I felt like Rita, you know, Mama, did you know I could sing? <laughs> and I told him, and he was just like, and I, but I was saying, you know, at the same time, while I love music, I love to sing, like, I... I'm also in school and I'm pursuing like a, a completely different professional life. And he was just like, I feel what you're saying to me, but you will not be completely happy until you give music as much as you can give it. And so I encourage you to do so. And so I just thought that was a really spiritual moment. And so I don't know, I'm grateful for my little trip. In Atlanta. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. What about you, boo boo? Some of that will come up later Maybe. Um, Maybe not. in our conversation <laughs> for tonight. Um, Literally, my work, my life has been work in tennis. Um, well, especially for this past week, um, that's that's really it. Like, I just been on the grind. Um, I will say that this move um, kind of has me open emotionally, and when I say that, I mean it just kind of has me thinking back to where it all started. And when you say move, you mean because some of us might think a move of God is on the way. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm moving this weekend, finally, so you guys can stop hearing me, like, talk about it. I don't know. Excited for Yeah, I I would hope that you guys are also excited um, along with me. Um, I'm sure you know how that feels. Um, You've been in that situation in the past or you're about to be. What's that? I'm just saying people listening. Oh, okay. You've either moved into a new place or you're about to, so you know how that feels, right? So, yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, it just has me thinking back to where I came from, and it's it's really kind of humbled me. 
um, and really made me grateful. Um, I've been praying a lot more lately, um, just kind of like meditating and just trying to just focus on being in the moment. Um, The closer July gets here um, is when, you know, my baby brother passed. Um, And that also, it'll be a year this Mm -hmm. July. So that is kind of like, you know, a soft spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, that's that's really it. I'll keep it short. Um, I do I do have to say I I have to schedule some tennis matches. I haven't done that yet. Just try to keep me busy next week. Um, but also just keeping in mind that I will be kind of just getting settled into my new place. So um, just being mindful of that, and um, you know, going to be going back home soon to see parents. So yeah, that's really it. Oh, with this season of transition with reminders of things that may not be well I don't want to say the most positive but may be a soft spot for you just know that you do have a support system Yeah, you know what I mean and, and you don't have mm-hmm. to go through any of these transitions by your lonesome and and that is also something I'm very thankful for mm-hmm. very thankful for um, yeah and I, and I guess it's interesting how and I'm sure some people can relate, you have to kind of learn as you get older to ask for help, sure. to open up and let people know what's going on with you and tell people what you need and what's going on with you. I think, um, you know, a lot of us are so used to just keeping it all to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not really healthy, right? So, you ready to jump in? I'm ready to jump. <laughs> So, reflecting on this scene, um, referring to the skit that we did, um, Sister Act 2, um, with Rita and her mother, uh, Miss Watson, right? Is it Miss yes. Watson? Who was here to do Miss Gibbs' hair. And she was here to do Miss Gibbs' Gibbs hair. I think Marla Gibbs. I was going to say, who is Miss Gibbs? Like, do we, have, we never know that, <laughs> it's right? It's Marla Gibbs. Is it really? I don't know. <laughs> but I can I'm see being it serious, in my though, head. like. Is there? We never know who Miss Gibbs is in the movie. Well, right? actually, do we? Didn't Miss Gibbs show up when um, That's Sister Mary Clarence like... came to like the house and Miss? There was a lady with like rollers and she was like doing the curler thing in the hair. Doing her hair. Yeah, Sister Mary showed up to Rita's house. Like, hey, girl, is Rita? And in that's the why car? she was like over it. Yeah, and told her to get like, out of here. Nah, basically, bitch, she was in there doing her hair. I don't I even. Think so. Ms. Oh my Gibbs god! Was up in the mix. As much as I've seen that movie, I can't believe I. Anyway, um, you're probably right. Um, people listening, write in and tell us, tell or, us or tweet us now, um, and tell us. Um, but anyway, reflecting on the scene, um, her, we're really in her eyes. Miss um, Watson is protecting her daughter, Rita, from you know what she probably considers the many disappointments in life. Um, more so, more so like something that is a personal experience for her, and in this case, it definitely was because she's comparing Rita's talent or you know what Rita's perceiving as talent um, to her father Mm. Um, so you know thinking about that you know looking at that scene that movie came it's been coming on a lot lately you know like the premium channels like they'll like run the premium what (laughs) we are on a budget over here (laughs) we don't have premium (laughs) channels (laughs) wait you said you you relatable okay you rich you said I'm clear about my <laughs> situation. The premium what? You got real Ayala. And when you become clear and about when you become that, clear about my situation, <laughs> then you will be able to speak. Okay. 
Yes, Iyama, we speak your name. We do. <laughs> we do. Um, when we're young, we do dream, though, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when we're young, it's kind of expected of us to dream. Like, we have Disney, we have Nickelodeon, we have all the cartoons, we have all the stories and the books and the games and the... And people literally sell to you that you can be anything in this world. They do, mm-hmm. right? When we're children, like, this is something that we kind of go through. Um, and we live in this kind of fairytale land, and you, you don't get those rose-colored glasses taken off until you reach a certain age in life, um, or sometimes when you, you know, certain situations, it'll be experiences in life, right? Um, or to what some cultures regard as a rites of passage into adulthood. I don't think that our childhood dreams just go away, you know? As we get older, yeah, we get older, but I think the true person, the authentic you, is still that little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I really do believe that. Um, and that stays with us, you know, for our entire lives, whether we achieve those dreams or not, right? Uh, we project our fears, our failures, and disappointments and heartbreaks onto other people. And more than likely, those are the people that you love because they're the closest to you. And I think that's what's going on in the scene here yeah. um, with Rita um, and her mother, right? So, And I thought it was interesting with her and her mother because her mother wasn't really projecting a fear of dreams that she missed out on. She fulfilled her dream of, you know, working her nine to five, doing Miss Gibbs hair or whatever. But she projected the dream of her father who died and right. was just like, nah, because he died and was able to make it. You got to find a different path. You got to find a different path. So I thought that was really interesting because in life, you never really see somebody projecting someone else's dream on you. You right. see them projecting their dream right. and their experience right. on you. So I, I thought, yo, that movie was kind of deep. Okay. It is. And I wonder if this is like unique to a parent-child dynamic, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that may be, you know, a lot of what we're seeing here in this scene. Um, I just want to, like, throw a quote in uh, from my girl, Marianne Williamson. Yes, Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> we're returning um, to love. And I, I'll just say, when I, well, I guess when it comes to return to love, I'll say, from A Course in Miracles, because that's what she always refers to it as, Uh, She says, fear does not promote learning. It warps us. It stunts us. It makes us neurotic. And by the time we are teenagers, most of us are severely cracked. Our love, our hearts, our real self are constantly invalidated, just like we're seeing in the scene, right? Invalidated by people who didn't love us and by people who did. In the absence of love, we began slowly but surely to fall apart. Yeah, and that's real. Because look at so many people who divert their dream divert their passions and fall into the status quo because they're just Mm -hmm. like okay it'll never happen for me i remember being an undergrad and one of my good friends in undergrad we were you know in these fucking pre-med classes together and i like expressed to her hey girl i have this dream of like doing something here but i also have this passion and i really feel like i can do both and she was just like well after a certain time you're gonna have to choose one So how many people have that mindset, right? And I think it's because of conditioning from outside forces, from outside people. You really feel that your passions won't align and you have to pick something that's more realistic and stick on that track. But I guess we'll delve into that a little later. We will. Not to jump the gun. We will. And I think, you know, just like children, they learn from mimicking and watching other people and their behaviors. I think that's also something that never goes away. So we watch people grind day in and day out, working one and two and three jobs, working um, to put food on the table. So that's 
you know, we all kind of fall into that pattern. Society kind of moves in the same cycle, the same clock, mm-hmm. right? Because we're all kind of like doing the same thing. And you have those people who are exception to that rule, you know what I mean? Who don't have to work that maybe because they own a business, they own a company, or they're a celebrity, or they're a millionaire, or, you know, they just travel the world and they don't worry about money, like, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever their case is. So, like, when's the last time we asked ourselves, you know, what are your dreams, what are your aspirations as a child? Like, what happened to those? Miss Third Ward, what is your aspiration in life? <laughs> <laughs> My aspiration in life? To be. To be. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Beyonce, we speak you. We do. Shout out to her and them babies, them babies, um, them babies. Um, so again, sorry. Back to your question. When have we thought about what your child? It's just a question that I want people listening um, and you yeah. um, to kind of ponder, um, if not now, but at some at some point. You know, how often do we think about our childhood dreams and the mm-hmm. things that we wanted? You know, not necessarily now, but when we were children, what were kind of the things you dreamt about? Yeah. What were your aspirations? Um, and so that kind of like throws us into tonight's discussion. Um, and I wanted to ask you, yeah. what were your I think about ahead. my childhood dreams pretty often because they're the dreams that I still have now. Like, and I consider mm-hmm. myself quite fortunate because as we stated before, a lot of people abandon those dreams to take the realistic route. Um, when I was a child, I very much wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a child, I also wanted to sing my heart out. Um, and I think in very weird ways, those two passions have followed me even to now. So while I'm in school for psych and I'm very much into sexuality studies and like, right. you know, becoming a sex therapist, it is still a dream of mine at a point in my life to teach specifically at HBCU and specifically to teach on the subject matter of mental health and the intersection of sexuality, religion, race, things like that. So it's funny how that dream of being a teacher followed me even till now where it's a part of my professional What you're doing, goal. yeah. Um, as far as music goes, you know, I may not be one of these people on Instagram singing my heart out 24-7, mm. but I will say that my passion for music has definitely followed me into my 26th year. And... I have or have been <laughs> working to see that dream actualized in some way. It may not be me on a stage at the BET Awards being Beyonce, but I know music will always be a part of my life and that is how I shape whether or not I've reached my goals, what my definition of success as far as music is. I hope am I making sense in a way? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um believe it or not, you're probably this might throw you off. <laughs> I don't really talk about this, um, but my earliest childhood dream was to be an obstetrician. Oh. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I literally fall. <found>, sorry. <laughs> I said, wait, what? No what? one really knows that. Wow. That was like, that's my earliest childhood dream. Um, and then after that was a teacher. Um, after that was a professional tennis player. Mm. And the professional tennis player has been something that has stuck with me my whole life because I still play tennis. Clearly not on the professional level, but that's a childhood dream that I've kind of like taken with me and, you know, nurtured as an adult. Um, I think that 
it's really interesting um, that I don't know. I lost my thought. <laughs> well, to pick up on you, because I feel like I can follow something that a you thought. said that. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that. I think it's interesting how we define our dream and how we define what we want to be, right? So mm-hmm. you said you want to be a professional tennis player. Mm-hmm. Knowing you for the amount of time that I've known you, tennis is what wakes you up in the morning, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Tennis is what you do from day to day a couple times in the week, right? right? Tennis is what you come on this show and report on. Similarly, what wakes me up in the morning is a song in my heart. Right. And Jesus. Right. right. <laughs> what makes what carries me through my day is, you know, a, a strong music. chord. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I think about from day to day is music. And to go back to our skit, to go back to Sister Mary Clarence when she was talking to Rita, the thing that wakes you up in the morning, it doesn't matter if Jeez. you're making money on it or not. If you think about singing every day of the every waking minute, you then you a singer, baby. <laughs> okay. If you think about tennis, you are a professional tennis player. And thank you, um, because that's actually what I was trying to remember to say. And forgive me, folks, it's it's the wine. Um, and the late hour. And the okay, because la- <laughs> Eric decided to tape in the midnight hour. Wait, past both of our bedtime. It's not midnight. <laughs> okay. It's not midnight. Yes, it is. Don't wait but- till midnight. Come on. But what I was going to say is was music, and that's something that me and you have in common. Mm. We, we, whenever we are together, we are listening to music, we are singing, um, but we also discuss music, right? And we discuss our past and our history with music. Um, and when I think about my connection with music, um, I was in choir all my life. Um, I played the piano growing up. I taught myself. Um, I played... <laughs> No, no, I'm not gonna say the recorder. Everybody played the recorder. No, oh my god, I fucked the recorder up. Did you have Everybody to play Mary played. Had a Little Lamb? Yeah, come on. I did. And then I did. You know how you could do the little. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the recorder was just like the the it? instrument that everybody else was just looking okay, at so. you like really, but you was in there. Now when you have a whole section of people playing the triangles, mm. okay. So I'm in here with my recorder, but. I loved music. I was in choir, elementary, middle school, high school. When I went to Morgan State, I auditioned and made it. I was in the choir at Morgan. And sang with one of my bays. Shout and out did, to Gospel Bay. And did. And shout out to him. Um, <laughs> yeah. So music has also been something that's always a part of my life. You know what I mean? Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> as I talk more, I just rotate it. <laughs> the mic. The mic. That is what he rotated. That is fine. Continue, Eric. <laughs> Excuse me. But yeah, we have we have that thing in common. Like, um, I think that's cool. I think that's cool. So, moving on. Yeah, talking about um, parents and relations to children and their dreams. Do you think parents... So, I think our, the reason why our parents protect... Or our parents protect their children... Mm-hmm. Let me rephrase, because again, words... I think the reason why parents protect their children from tapping into their deepest potential, tapping into their passions that may seem frivolous, is because they have gone through a journey of maybe trying to test out their own dreams and having it fail and maybe having a realization too early that, oh, this might not work for me and I don't want my child to figure to have that disappointment. So, so that makes me, me wonder, them. right? Mm-hmm. The parents who 
went for their dreams and had to give them up to like let's say raise a family are those people more like they push their kids more to achieve dreams because i'm just wondering like i think of like these reality shows with these mothers who are raising these like kid stars i feel like a lot of them were kind of in that industry when Mm -hmm. they were young and they just stopped or i definitely think it varies and i can only speak off of personal experience but yes with those people on tv I think they push their children to actualize the dream that they had for themselves and could not reach. Um, But in my own personal experience, I had a mother whose dream was to take care of people, was to be in the health field. Right. She made that dream come true. Yet, for some reason, she pushed me further to, like, excel in the academic sphere rather than to to excel in the arts. On the flip side, we talked about dads last week. My dad was a very artistic person. Um, and he has like a really, even to this day, he has a really good way with words. Um, but his dream was shot down actually by family members back in the day. And I think it was interesting because he, he wanted to be a poet for a really long time. Um, his uncle wanted to be a poet too. Didn't work out for his uncle. So his uncle actually shot his dream down at an early age. Mm. And... My dad is similar to those people that you see on TV. He's very much, you have a dream in the artistic realm, I'm going to push you to make that shit happen. So he's always checking up on me like, oh, did you sing today? Did you do this today? Did you do that today? Do you really want this? Like, sometimes it's really fucking intense. Um, But I, I think it varies, right? Because I see two sides of the spectrum. One person who had, who did not necessarily pursue their full potential in what they wanted to do, pushing me to be as far as I can be in right. the dream that I want. But one person who really got what they wanted and was just like, nah, take the realistic path because the artistic path might not work out. And I think that's a reality for a lot of people listening and um, a lot of people out there in the world. So mm-hmm. check this out. Um, social scientists argue um, that how we're raised can impact our self-esteem and our worldview. Mm. Many of us are, you know, raised, and when I say many of us, I mean us, for us, by us, us. This shit is for us. We are raised by stricter rules than others. Than white folks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've even heard the argument that white children aren't, you know, because they're not scolded as much in the way that black children are, like, it gives them more of a sense of freedom and less boundaries as they get older, hence privilege, right? Privilege kind of encompasses many different things and you know some people argue that that's one of them like how they're raised you know they're not really disciplined as much or some of them aren't most of them aren't Mm -hmm. so that impacts their development as they get older they have more of a sense of freedom sense of freedom and less boundaries as they get older and you know i think this can have both negative and positive effects right yeah absolutely do you think that's true like what do you think about that Hell yeah, that's why people be getting away with murder. First of all, <laughs> the Bible says spare the rod and spoil the child. Okay. <laughs> now I know in my black ass family, no rod was spared. Okay. Speak on it. <laughs> which, Speak on it. <laughs> which I can say, you know, we. I think in this new age, we ha- pull up the argument that um, reprimanding children and being so strict. Um, 
follows up in this trend of slavery, right? So, right. like, slave masters beat us, so we beat our kids, or we're very strict in the way we punish our kids, and that's not maybe the most... That's not the best way to handle disciplining our kids or setting them on the right path. But I will say, honestly... Cussing them out like a dog yeah. out on the block, so that's definitely, there, there definitely not a good way to handle it. I will say it. my parents never cussed me out. I will say that my dad never... Like, my dad never spanked me low-key. My mom was a spanker. Be careful. Right? Be careful. Eric is telling me to be careful about this one. I'm not going to spell it. Because it's in the hand that moves. You know, everybody has the hand that moves when they're speaking. But put it in this hand. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so, I had one parent who spanked, one parent who didn't really spank. But, like... Who spanked? My mom did. Okay. Yeah. And when I, she spanked. She whooped your okay? ass. But, my thing is... <laughs> It was never in a, an abusive manner, so I don't think um, it's fair to kind of take the whole spare the rod and spoil the child um, phrase and put it in like an abusive context all the time. You know what I mean? I think we as a culture have a stricter, a stricter process in dealing with parents and children. But I will say for me, I can't speak for anyone else. Maybe some other people did go through abuse, but for me, it really kept me focused and kept me in line. Well, I was going to say, like, let's go a little deeper with that. Mm -hmm. Why do you think, you know, we're raised more strict? We, you know, and this kind of, I'm thinking back to last week's episode where we were talking about Mm -hmm. um, Kendrick Lamar's song, Fear, right? And how our parents basically put fear in us. They are preparing us for this crazy ass world that we live in like Mm -hmm. you know god and i'll I'll talk about it later but something happened today um that just it's just like the microaggressions and the macro like it's just a lot to deal with yeah Yeah, getting pulled over by cops like it's just a lot like what it's like to be followed in stores like how it's like not to get a job because of the color of your skin how it's like to be looked over and ignored and disrespected And, and just belittled just because of the color of your skin, right? Well, I, say, I would say that our parents are not even just preparing us to deal with that. We talked about dads last episode, but let's do parents at large. Whether or not our parents did the, did the best that they could in shaping us in the way that they could, I think all parents want their children to be better. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why sometimes they... They they're they're so strict in the way that they handle us, or maybe they're so aggressive in the way that they handle us. Now, let like me be very Precious, clear: like some parents that do shit have, was crazy. Yeah, right? but like, let me be clear too: some parents do have mental illness and will cuss their kids out for no reason and like abuse their kids, and Mary. it's not okay. Yeah, that a precious situation is not an okay situation. But taking away from the extreme and going to a place where, you know, we look back on our parents and we're just like, damn, these niggas were so strict on me. Or like, I didn't get to go outside at all. Or like, (laughs) you know, I I didn't do nothing, but I got a spanking. Your parents want, I think those parents who, you know, are in the right mind, (laughs) want you to be better than Mm -hmm. them. And they see the potential in you to be better. I agree with that. That is why sometimes you see them cut off maybe like, an artistic dream in comparison to a professional dream. Right. Or that is why they say, no more, no free time. <laughs> Study. Because at Face this point, the like, yeah. they're older, yeah. they're more wiser, they've seen more, they've experienced and more, they and the they know the struggle and they, that it is for, like, let's say, mm-hmm. you know, someone who wants to be a painter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, a parent might like, be a little concerned. No right. Like, okay, like, 
you want to be a painter as your profession. Like, I could see a parent having some concerns just about that person being able to sustain a life on their own. And I think our parents, especially parents of color, keep into consideration the fact that they have not amassed generational wealth for you to go out and paint. You know what I mean? Right, you're right. They, we a don't lot have of us, granddaddy's backup yeah, loan again, speaking to from, help us, to bail us out. Speaking you know? from personal experience, like, a lot of our parents, we may live, you know, relatively privileged lives now, but that did not come down from generations of being okay. If it's, you know what I mean? If it's there, Some it us, just literally it happened. It just got here. <laughs> so they're just like, well, how can I make you keep what's going on here and maybe bring it to the next level? Contrastingly, we have other counterparts of different colors who can be out here and, you know, may not even be making, their parents may not be making as much as our parents, but they have houses here, there, everywhere, house on the lake, house in the mountains, house mm-hmm. this, because they've, through the structure that we live in, in this capitalist, racist, oppressive society, they have collected this generational wealth and now can go out and say, you know what? I'm going to go to college to read books. I'm going to major in literature right. yeah. and be quite fine. And be or just I'm going to okay. major in uh, was it artistic studies and just study paintings all day and right. be beautiful. We don't have that privilege. And I think our parents realize that We don't have the privilege of even getting do. a job after you get the damn degree. We don't say so. <laughs> like, a master's in public health and about we'll to get, have a master's in psych next year. We'll get the say damn so. degree. We'll get the doctorate degree but and still, still working struggle. for scraps. Yeah, say so. Like, come on now. Say it. So, and literally have to achieve a doctorate to have a, a slither of a chance of bringing our family to the next level. And I think our parents realize that a little sooner than we do. And that is probably why they're so strict on us. So speaking on like how they are strict on us and how they speak to us and how they articulate their, you know, expectations and their wishes. Right. Mm -hmm. So should we be careful how we talk about, our children's like in okay so in a situation you know we brought up precious um and you know with Ooh, the skit me, bitch. <laughs> horrible <laughs> um talking in a situation where the parents are separated you know what i mean yeah. i think it's important that we don't dog like parents don't dog together? the other Let's parent out like i don't think it, I, th- I don't think that's a good idea to dog the other parent out especially in front of the child if you hate that nigga or you can't stand her no more because y'all not together. Y'all keep that shit to y'all friends and the grown ass people that are around you. But don't talk to your child about that. And don't dog the parent out in front of your child. Do I th- you think parents intentionally dog the other parent out? Yeah. I think that situations like we saw in Precious where Mary was so hateful and so mean and so nasty. Um, I think there are a lot of situations like that mm. with, you know, on both sides of the spectrum and all in between. Well, right? you know, Mary didn't hate the daddy. Mary hated Precious because right. she thought she was stealing her. That's name. true. That's right? true. Because the daddy was sexually abusing Precious mm-hmm. when Mary really was in love with him. But she hated Precious because he was going to her for sex instead but, of instead of to her and a lot of situations are real like that but i think that there are a lot of situations where and i and i hear it honestly like 
it, depending on where you're at in the hood or where you're at on any given day in Philly, you will hear like parents dogging their baby dad out on the phone while they walk in with their baby next to them down the block. And I think when it comes to, you know, this whole topic is kind of like a distortion of dreams, a child's dreams, right? And the different ways that dreams can be distorted and mm-hmm. it can take away from the child really tapping into their full potential. Right. Yes, talk, parents talking about each other can't hinder a child from reaching their full potential can also warp the perception of the child toward a different parent. That said, I don't think... Sometimes I don't think that the parents are intentionally docking at each other. I think sometimes it really is just a venting of frustration. And I don't think it necessarily creates a bad image of the other parent and the child because we all as human beings shape our opinions of each other based on our experiences. So for example, say you're my parent and you say that my other parent ain't shit, right? If my other parent treats me like a fucking like a fucking king or a fucking gem, I'm going to look at you and be like that opinion doesn't make I sense. I was about to say, well, then in that case, it may not change your opinion about the other parent, but, but if it the will shoe fits. It will change your opinion about that parent who's actually saying it. Like yeah, you just it will. It'll, it'll make me feel about you know. Again, you're my reference parent. It'll make me feel about you like, oh well, you know. Let me look into your character and see if you have some stuff going on. And mm-hmm. as I grow older, I might feel comfortable talking to you about this. I might not, but like, or I might just pull away because I know you're just spitting nothing but bullshit. Right. But if you're saying that my other parent is no good and they literally treat me no good. That's when I think the distortion happens, and that's when I think the boundaries go up, and that's when I think the relationship get, gets tethered. If the shoe actually fits, mm-hmm. eh. you know? I hear you. Yeah. You can disagree, <laughs> though. Yeah. No, no. I think um, this is all, like, good stuff, because really my question um i really wanted to know like what type of impact does that have on children's lives and i think it could have both like good and bad yeah and Um, my thing is the impact that it has not only on the child but the child's dreams mm -hmm. is that they'll i think they'll get so preoccupied thinking about the flaws of their parents that they get distracted from actually thinking about themselves thinking about their strengths and pursuing the dreams that they have because instead of the parents like spending all their time going at it they can actually just spend time nurturing their child the child yeah Yeah. because it's it's very selfish it's very selfish when they forget about the child um so real quick i'll read a quote um i found online um her name is dr vanessa lapont and she wrote a um, article called discipline without damage and this is something that um if you guys want to like read the whole thing you can go and check it out it was pretty lengthy um but as i was skimming through it i saw this quote and i thought it was kind of cool she said whether it be because of biases from days gone by that still lurk in the recesses of our collective understanding of who children are or because we are so starved for time We don't have space for development to actually happen. So we anxiously try to force it into reality. Or because we're drowning in information overload about the tricks and strategies and ins and outs and consequences of a job failed in terms of our responsibility as parents, we don't know any other way to find ourselves in the driver's seats. Whether the cause cause we got lost, I'm sorry. Whatever the cause. Whatever the cause we got lost. And I think that 
um, again, going back to the skit in that particular scene, um, I think that as a single parent, Miss um, Miss Watson, um, she does kind of struggle with just the overload of information, but also just being like star for like they said time and space for mm-hmm. development and she feels like she has to teach Rita so much in a short period of time and also they live in the hood um or you know the neighborhood she she mentioned the um the other singers out on the corner singing the shoulda coulda wouldas mm-hmm. right so we we know what that looks like um so yeah what i take from this is that you know relating it back to the movie or relating it back to our parents so easily there's a narrative that we as potential parents our parents whom rita's mom whomever there's a narrative that we latch on to right that says this path a works path b does not work and we don't take the time to find alternative routes we don't take the time to find out other pathways that may work for us to be whole people, for us to have fulfilled dreams, fulfilled lives, fulfilled goals, right? And because of that, we project those unidirectional pathways onto each other and say that if you don't follow this, you will never be what you want to be or you'll never be happy. So in, a, in essence, all Such of them, them definitions of and the long-ass words, in essence, we take our experiences turn it into a narrative and put it on people and they have to receive it or they won't be whole absolutely as parents and i think that that's a little destructive but hopefully we can break that cycle and break that chain absolutely and that echoes um you know what i said in the introduction we project our fears our failures and disappointments and our heartbreaks onto others and i think that um unfortunately our, you know, the people that are around us or, you know, the person we're in a relationship with, they kind of get, they kind of catch that, yeah. right? So, um, great conversation. Yeah, good talk, Vivian. Thanks Love for uh, your input. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into our hung pop. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hung pop. Nasty bitch. Oh, my God. She's a nasty, nasty bitch. bitch. I'm yeah, her which is what he just right said to me before he started recording again. So Very Eric. rude. Eric, don't try to scandal me out here in front of these people. Act right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have for us? Shall we move on with the show? Bitch, I just asked you what you got for us. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> That's what I got. I want to know if we can move on with yes, the show. We can move on, Eric. Um, you watched the BET Awards, right? I did, and did that's probably it? what started my tired ass week. I was so tired. Oh yeah, we all day. backed up. Mm-hmm. Well, and BET had sleep no respect for our, our bedtime. It <laughs> oh. was a good twelve o'clock before they decided always. to. Right? Isn't it like always mm-hmm. like some drawn ass time? Out of control. Um, Call Deborah Lee. <laughs> I just <laughs> I love how she looked during Amigos' performance. She's confused. <laughs> that's how she looked. She was like, "What in the world did we sign up?" <laughs> Did we? Did I approve this? No, that no, she did. She who were these little boys? Read. And who said she didn't read what did they I? were gonna do in these puffy jackets in the dead of in the dead of she summer? She looks so confused mm-hmm. and just like child. She was clutching them pearls. Isn't me or is Deborah Lee always wearing red? You know what? I was thinking the same thing, and I meant to go back and look at the past shows to see right. if she was actually wearing red. I, I feel like, like she do does. Always have red on. 
We could be wrong or we could be right. Hey, people listening, write in. Let us know. Tweet us. Um, Does Deborah Lee always wear red every year? Hey, I saw like a tweet or something about there's some changes to BET coming. Did it like you mean to the award show? Because I was to like management or to like the staff. Oh yeah, Stephen Hill is gone, and we can realize that. You know why? Because everybody had a pre-recorded performance. I'm just like, if I wanted to listen to the CD, I would have, and and went to bed at eleven thirty instead of at one p.m. Fresh Montana and what was the what's the little boy name? Let me tell you, Fresh Montana. That's appropriation. They both, y'all thought Swali My mother. Whoever this young man is from Ray Shremer. <laughs> my mother was just like, whose baby is this? In French, my mother's th- arm. They thought it they, wasn't his. They thought, the folks thought he was going to come out and give y'all live vocals for that uh, song. Uh, he gave you pre recorded vocals and a child as a He prop. came out and gave you a Mariah Carey. You know that clip you was. And then she pulled it to the audience. Oh, and wait, for one of her songs. Mariah she Way. Like, I'm not singing this shit. True Mariah Way. Actually, that's a Whitney Houston move. Like, y'all sing this shit. No, but Whitney sang. Don't do that. She's, oh, I feel like Whitney used to, no, toward no. the end, that last album she put out, I actually went to go see her when she was in New York City. Yes, she did. I went to go see her in New York City after she released, she had just released her I last album. And she was giving us pre-recorded because her voice was so, but she was singing through it, I over it, whatever you want to say. But anyway, y'all see how we get off track, and that's how the show be two hours. But y'all love us. I look to you. Folks Eric. been really telling you the show too. Y'all love us. Don't Eric be telling us the show too long. I thought you were talking about the BET Awards. We well, that's what I'm trying to get back to, but you know, it just made me think about that. Like the show ain't that long. Y'all y'all love us. See, we're having a Whitney and Bobby moment right now. We are. <laughs> like I can't. So, Bruno opened the show. He did. And shout out to Bruno's trumpet player, um, one of the Whalem brothers. It's not Courtney. His name is Cameron. Cameron Whalem. Mm-hmm. That's my future husband. Just want to let you know. Yeah, Cameron's on the right. Mm-hmm. Teeth may be... The one that I like, he on the left. Love him. He don't play the instrument. He just be up... Or, or does he? No, Cameron he can play my instruments. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Cameron Whalem is where it's at. I just want to hear him play them trumpets all day long. And then allow me to trumpetize to him. You know, I would pay money to go see Bruno because he puts on a show. He he is yeah he does. He puts on a show. He really does. So you know, shout out to Bruno. Um, he kind of, for me, he's in the same category as Chance the Rapper. And when I say that, uh, just as far as like who they are as people, very positive, very like. I love everybody. Um, there's no hate. Like both of them are just really, really seem like like people I would want to hang out with. Just like really cool guys. Um, how'd you feel about the Migos performance? I thought it was pretty good. I was in here. Um, I tweeted getting my life. Um, I tell you one thing. The first thing I was thinking about was like, who's this white boy on the stage looking like he just jumped out of chainsaw? Texas Massacre. Um, Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What's his name? That's Post Malone, I think. Listen, it could he be Post Malone me. or Post Serial. I right. was not <laughs> You hear what I'm saying? I don't care who he was. Wait, do you remember that movie Serial Mom? No, I am 26. When did that come okay, out? Okay, yeah, you're right. That might be a little too young. Anybody listening, you remember that shit? Tweet me. Tweet, tweet the show. But that to answer your question, the Migos, 
you know, we already gave them a little rant because they're homophobic as fuck, but as I tweeted, they're Rain homophobic drop. as fuck, drop but top. attractive as fuck. Like, I love me a nigga box. with a little hood appeal, a thug appeal, and three of them in the bubble-ass jackets in the dead of summer making us think that they it's up there they had rihanna's outfit on remember she wore that they look so good though and they I was just always like, do whoever ugh. does their styling i'm i'm here for it and and when i, I know some they, of y'all over it like you said like we know they've been here going in on some homophobic crazy shit but this is my thing with that right even scissor like i'm feeling her been feeling her i heard that she you know tweeted some homophobic shit back in the day or whatever like listen i don't know i think that's different though she is a devout her father's about muslim her mother is a devout christian like i'm sure there's some context to that but listen this is my point though If we knew what everybody said behind closed doors in their home, we would probably be disgusted. Nobody would be friends. Listen, it would be a mess. It would be listen. So if I'm here for you, I'm here for you because I like your music, I like your artistry. When it comes to the Migos, I felt like they put on a good performance. It was some drama though behind behind the scenes. I don't even want to touch that because I don't want a certain person on this show ever. Who? I'll I'll tell you when we start recording because I can't mouth. And I can't read lips. <laughs> we both have a handicap right now because I've always no, had a problem with that. When I said Migos look cute, yeah. I actually meant Quavo looks cute. Quavo is fucking fine, okay? He looked good. Also, trash ass niggas who looks good at the awards, Mr. Mask Off, let me tell you something. I twerked to that song right after the award. After I made the sure award? my twerking was on point. I love Right, because he didn't future. perform that, right? Future Boy Mask Off. He did. He did. And it was a very like That was a Whitney moment. He did. He did. I, um, it was a very like fire. I feel like I don't remember um, that. Set. Well Cut and demonic. But I cast it out in Jesus' name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, wrapping up Migos performance, um Post Malone can definitely sing. Um they he did like a number with Quavo and then the rest of the amigos came out and joined, and they rocked the house. You know who else can sing? Who? Tamar Braxton. You know, although she didn't sing that night. She was giving a lot. She just wanted to wear that wig out. Listen, she gave you no live vocals, but Tamar can sing hands down. As one who was in her presence, she was alive. Who shared a stage with the the queen? She can sing. She was not live. Listen. Damn. You can tell a pre-recorded track. Okay, <laughs> and she pre-recorded that Let track a couple know. days ago, <laughs> and was just like, "That's what I'm gonna give you," but I'm gonna give you that. Uh, 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 I feel like she was just overly <laughs> dramatic. She was too much with the hair going in the in the wig was. But awesome. you know why I love like, Tamar? She had great hair. Right after um, that, they recorded, but it was her a bit much. Mm-hmm. Backstage, and she gave you every note that she pre-recorded on stage, and Whoa. that's why I was just like, "You can't be mad at her because she sang it at one point." Okay. Well, it is what it is. Except for on the stage. Except for on the We're going to keep it rolling. Um, <laughs> Trey Songs, I want to move quickly through him because Bye. I felt like that performance was We're so done. dry. We're done. Um, I have nothing for him. Great. So He's cute, though. Chris. Chris Brown. Um, real quick. Who so, like, I felt like Chris looked good. He sounded good. Um, he gave us great um, choreography, you know, per usual. I will say those laser lights were really cool. I like those, but it also reminded me how it is on those nights where you fucked up in the club. Those laser lights, too much. Too much. I feel like you want to say something. Go on. 
I'm not sure you, what you're talking about, so I'm, I'm allowing you to speak. Listen, I'm usually not here for Chris, but I will give him props for, I feel like it was a decent performance in the song that he performed. I feel like this is the music that we want to hear. Um, I don't know what he was doing on that last album, Royalty, um, and you know all these antics, social media, all his acting up. Just sing and dance, and let's move on. Don't know who that is still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Puff Daddy, along with others, oh um, came out and almost fell because of that damn belt. That, that, oh, can we talk about that fucking belt? <laughs> it nearly tripped every person, but Solange said, not today. You're going to keep that thing still, and I'm just going to walk out there like it's a Beyonce floor. told her well. Her sister told her well. No, Solange probably cut somebody out. She's like, if you turn that shit on, I'm going to do you like I did in the elevator. So they didn't have it on? Did they cut it off no, at some point? No, if you look at her feet, you'll see that it's not moving at all. Solandra's just like, not today. I wonder okay? why they even have that. I think that is just unnecessary. It was stupid. It was too much. Take that shit out, They could have put that and put it into somebody's performance. Like okay? whose? Do you want to you wanna make a suggestion? The su- suggestion no. box is open. Uh-uh, because I, I Whose performance like needed some? No. Trey songs. All right, let's move on. Okay, cool. P. Diddy, um, I have to confess, always have a crush on him, always will. <laughs> I'm sorry, he you ruins careers, what? but he's so cute to me. When he w- he was talking up, I thought he was about to introduce Mary, but he was actually, um, I forget who he was, he, oh, he was talking about the new best um, best new artist category. Which is so funny, because to chance almost every best new artist, or every new artist that comes out on the scene under his label, he ruins. Oh yeah, we and don't hey, hear Daddy from them. Kane, yeah. We don't hear from them. But I'm still threesome with him and Cassie, so hey. <laughs> I love her. Lo- I love They're her. They're just so gorgeous. What's that song from back in the day? You and me. It's um, you now. and me. Now. I've been waiting. waiting. Think I want to make a move, move now. now. Baby, tell me if you like it. Tell me if you like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's tell me if you like it. <laughs> 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 come on, <laughs> come on through. Yes, vocals. I would totally um, give it all up to them. Anyway, Mary, let's talk ooh, about the Queen. You know what has what was the song that I've been saying Mary sings? Set me free. And Set what did she free. sing in the beginning? She came Set right on out. Set me free with a full body suit. Full body suit. Where I, at first I was like, wait, okay, Mary, Mary was giving you thighs, abs, it and everything else because she else is that the queen. And you better put some respect mm-hmm. on that on name. name. And she looked great. She Her looked body looked great. And hating ass Ken Do J. Blige was on the Instagram tweeting about it, but we didn't give him no play. Listen, and who was the rapper that came out? Who was featured on that song? I loved how he. ASAP Rocky? Yeah, he Which, came out and I escorted mention? her to the front of the stage like the queen she is. I, I really like that part. I got to shout out my mom because I didn't know who that was who came out on stage. And my mom was like, oh, isn't that the ASAP man? Yeah, he and got I that said, hair that I love. I right? He has like braids, right? He has all the braids. Love it. Love it. And shout out to all the black and brown men out there <laughs> like myself who are embracing natural hair. Yeah. Um, we already talked about um, Tamar, but one thing I did want to say about her when she sings in that lower register which we got a lot in she that performance pre-recorded or whatever have mm-hmm. you um, she gives me Tony dare I say she gives you better than Tony she gives you Tony and this is why I say from six, okay? seven whole nights and now she gives you. me she gives me that that classic yes. authentic back in the day Tony when she sings in that lower register and I love it I feel like if you weren't looking at the screen 
You would think. Wait, is is, is that is that did Tony, Tony come okay. on out? And no, she doesn't give you seven whole nights. She gives you unbreak my heart. Don't leave me in all this I time. love that video with <laughs> with um what's our boy the model? How can I, I forget know. him? Tyson by Fred. Tyson, mm. right? Um, for another day. <laughs> shout out to Chance. He, I think he deserved the humanitarian award. Yes, he's really doing the work of the Lord. He's doing the work. They said he was the youngest recipient of the award. I thought that was very awesome. But even better, who sent him a personal message? Forever Flotus. Forever, our first lady. And you know, here's how we know Chance. <laughs> how is blessed. cool is that? She said, "Oh, we knew Chance before he blew up." I said, "Well, put, she get said us that together, boy from Chicago." Get us together. She did. Shout out to the queen, the, Ugh, the other queen, the, miss the, you the guys. queen. Love you. Um, I, I just love. I'll say this about Chance. I love how he's given back so much to. Um, the young people, um, he's going back to Chicago and, and he's done so much, not just in Chicago, but all over. Yeah. And he's reminding these kids, these innocent babies that they are loved and that they do matter. Um, and really I think that's is. so important. Right? Yeah, he really is the definition of They need the these work. messages. And I think he, I can't wait for him to inspire multiple people, multiple people. And I said this on my Twitter Soon and very soon, he's going to link up with Oprah. And soon be... and very soon, we are going to see the queen. <laughs> Oprah. Okay, he's going to see her. And that'll be you the end of You bring this out of me. I, okay. The church. Come to come church with me. Sometimes you can't deny. Operation Get Eric to Church with Patrick is in motion. You should come I, to listen, camp meeting with me it. this weekend, actually. Where? Camp meeting. Camp. It's like church outdoors. It's cute. Listen, I've been on church retreats growing up. See. I know what church and camp Loki, is. Not to incentivize you with the flesh, but the Ooh, finest people come to camp. Not to And it's only a little drive away. It's 45 minutes away. Let me know. Saturday. Please incentivize me with the flesh. Okay. I needed it. Um, what the hell was Maxwell doing? What was he doing? He wasn't singing Pretty Wings, so I don't know what he was doing. He stole from Beyonce and got on that floor with them laser lights, and it just was not working. Yeah, it just wasn't working. Um, All I can say is during that entire performance, all I could think about was him um, back in the day uh, with them braids. That's, That's the maximum version that I like. Um, (laughs) And Patrick is distracting me with these. Sorry, Eric. Eric, continue. Who's this is about to be two twerking? hours again. <laughs> you know what? I thought it was real funny. Moving right along. Did you see Tyrese come out? He stumbled. He was drunk. I think he was in the you back. You know, Eric, I'm getting about to walk off this Maxwell. show because you are out here giving me people who I do not know. Who is Tyrese? Tyrese? From that? Baby Boy? Are you kidding me? Are you me? talking about the man who tried to <laughs> call people about... floozies and <laughs> yes. all sorts of shit? He no. stumbled. And he came through with came... three-quarter sleeves? He was a fucking mess. No. Goodbye. Um, and wrapping up the BET Awards, I just want to say kudos for the new edition tribute for Life Achievement. Okay. I thought that was awesome. Took us all back, all the jams. We were all singing along. Everybody in the... Um, in the stadium, or where were they? A theater? Where were they? Wherever they were, all the people had risen and 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 got up to to join in the festivities and and have a good time. And I'm sure all of us back at home were also doing the um, doing the same thing. The Absolutely. new edition tribute was awesome. And you know how we know Eric is shady as fuck 
because he didn't mention escape at all because he know Candy's vocals were. <laughs> I'm not being shady. They were I at the Real Housewives to... of Atlanta. We would be they were all still night. at the studio with Andy. <laughs> she left her vocals at the uh, Housewives of Atlanta studio. And who else um, did we forget to mention? Oh, the I fact forget... that Nicki Minaj got trashed by Remy Ma again. Are you dumb? And she got Are you... Remy, Remy is in so her petty. way. Remy in is her petty. way. She, she handled it. And and I appreciate Remy and shout out to her and everything that she's doing. I thought she deserved the award that she got as well. Yes. Do you shout think Remy out. is giving like a new look to female rap though? Because she mm. looks absolutely flawless and she, she really has Especially not been showing gram. that much skin at all. She has she not been playing into this hypersexualized female She's told rap. us yeah. several times. She gives I'm us here bars, to lay but bars. at the same time she doesn't switch those bars with like a hypersexual female role. Right. And I really think she's changing the image of what black female rap is and that's why people are giving her the props that she's I getting. was about to say that is probably why people respect her she came out of jail even before she was on her grind, but she came out. She's doing her thing. So shout out to Remy. And you know what? She's reviving the time of like where there was Queen Latifah, Missy, where there was, um, you know, the lady who hosts all the um, BET awards. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm I know I, her name escapes me at this very moment, but okay, I know exactly who here. you're talking about. Um, there was just like all of these heavy female rappers, but they gave each other love and then right. they fell into like this era of female rap beef. I feel like Remy is kind of reviving, despite the Nicki situation, an era of female love. Like, on her tour, she's bringing out Cardi B, who's a rising star. She's bringing out Young M.A. She's bringing out Kim. She's really facilitating those relationships, and it's just like, nah, Stuff that we don't that see Nicki shit. doing, right? She like, doesn't, like, yeah, collaborate with all. female rap the artists, only, right? And she's, honestly, Remy is making Nicki look so fucking dumb. Because while she's out here bringing out all these people, the only person who looks like a sour, green apple-ass bitch is Nikki. Well, shout out to... I, I just really love Remy. Um, I think yeah, she's authentic. She's, she's doing what dope. she loves to do. And she's killer when she goes in the studio and gets on that mic. Um, and last but not least, to wrap up the BET Awards, shout out to the boys that came out in those de- denim overalls um, during the new edition yes, tribute. Lord, we bless your name, Lord. I'm definitely day. getting one for this Can summer. I Hold love. I'm, I'm definitely getting one for this summer. Yeah. Shout out to those. They looked great. Let's just thank I love Lord. It. We thank you on today for them <laughs> TLC overalls. We're, we're that really young holding men, hands, guys, and we're praying. Uh, dawn themselves in. Patrick has his Lord eyes closed. Just bless their I guess footsteps. I should close mine. Touch them okay. from the crown of their head to the soles of to their the soul feet. Of their feet. We bless your name and we thank you for in the Jesus gift that you name. gave us on that BT Awards because we wasn't expecting it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. That new edition tribute was awesome. You thought so? I just I I know I keep saying I it, the but because I thought the vocals were lacking except for Luke James, but um, hey, so to each their own. To each their own. You ready to move on? Ready to move on, boo boo. So, who are you hanging up? Are you hanging up? Are you hung up? What's up? You go first. Patrick, want me go first? Yeah. I'm hung up on Leslie Jones. Mm. I'm loving her. I'm feeling her right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I read this article that BuzzFeed did. It looks like a Sylvia Obel uh, from Westwood, uh, West Hollywood, California, did an interview with her. And it was just one of the things that stood out in the interview that I really liked. Um, she said, 
it's obvious I'm black. It's obvious I'm female. Why can't I just be called a comedian? You don't say a white female comedic. You don't say a white male comedic. But obviously, because I'm black, you have to put that on there. We all have this problem, all meaning white, black, everyone. We all have this problem. We got to stop labeling shit. This is what Leslie is saying, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about the struggle or anything. Just call me what I am. She's a comedian. I just like how real, how she keeps it real. And I love her spirit, despite all the bullshit that social media like puts her through and I kind of I appreciate when she's like feeling away she lets people know like yeah. yo this is just not cool sure. and and she goes to social media let people know like this is not cool I don't know how to deal with this or I just really want to just step away from social media right now I really just fucking love her um I love her spirit I I, I shout out to Leslie and of course she um was the host of the BET Awards. I thought she was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, some people in the audience were kind of giving her the grizzly, like, girl, you're doing too much. But I think Leslie is funny. And if you go back in the archives and look at those BET tapes, and um, she talked about that a little bit on the awards show, you'll see how fucking funny she is. Well, since you opened that door, yeah, I definitely support her for overcoming the Twitter haters and like all the people who did disgusting, st- disgusting things to her on the social media. Um, to answer her question, why can't she just be called a comedian? Based off of my experience with her on the BET Awards, she was not funny to me. I'm sorry. Like, mm. she, like I did not laugh once. I thought she was super loud. I thought she was screaming at us because she was trying to help us get her jokes. And I was just like, but girl, this is not fucking funny. Um, I thought her outfits were cute, though. Especially that red little jumpsuit. I kind of yeah. want one. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I think she said that was her favorite. Yeah, it was. My Go back in the too. archives. I like, have to because look I was at just her like, stand up. But she is loud. Yeah. She is a loud girl. Um, but I would definitely say go back in the archives. I feel like she she made me laugh in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. But I feel I don't know if maybe the BET Awards was like just a different environment for her. But I don't think she was funny at all. It made me miss Monique even more. I feel like the people who ho- when people host the BET Awards, with, I guess with the exception of Monique. Um, they are a little different than what we see them in their normal element and maybe because this was her first time doing this in such a big like stage Mm -hmm. um, you know who knows that might have played some things in it maybe it didn't you know know. who I want to host the BET Awards and I'm claiming it for next year Titus Burgess from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt he might not come with jokes but he will like similar to how Monique gave you Crazy in Love he will come through with a lemonade and I will literally gag I will get my entire life I love him. He's mm-hmm. he's awesome. He's he's hilarious. And just quickly, so we can move on, um, I'm hanging up on racist people as I usually do every week. Always. I warned you guys, like this is gonna be a weekly thing. But shit just always happens that I just feel like I have to speak on. So today, a friend of mine, um, she you know at work, she was dealing with um, a customer, and they pretty much told over the phone, and they told her, and this was a Latina chick. She was like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't understand African-American people. Put me on the phone with somebody else. And I just thought that that shit was like crazy. She was like, you know, we're, we we apparently African-American people, black people are hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to do, you know, I'm, I'm hung up on and, and shout out to all the black and brown people listening and out there who have to deal with micro and macro um I'm sorry, micro and macro aggressions in their communities, in their workplace, 
Or if you're just out walking down the street like anybody else trying to live a regular mind my own damn business type of life. And do what I need and we, to do. And yeah. it just doing just trying to be normal. And we just trying to be normal to. people. And it's just like we always gotta deal with some bullshit. So shout out to y'all because when we deal with this kind of shit, we gotta go back to work. We gotta go back to doing what we was doing with a smile on our face. And we can't miss a beat. We gotta work ten times as harder to achieve the things that we want in life. So shout out to all the black and brown people and if there's any Latino people listening guess what y'all brown too mm-hmm. don't think for don't one think second like that y'all not, not a nigga even too y'all voted for Trump. okay because if if slavery came back trust me y'all first of all y'all, y'all would be right y'all out there with be, us y'all no, are no different they wouldn't they'd be across the border because they wouldn't even have the chance to be slaves because the republicans will kick them out well that said all I'm trying to say is like y'all are not white. Yeah, I at think all. that at some all. Latino people got it fucked that. up and think that they are realize white. It. They are not. Ask a, ask a white person; they'll let you know. Listen, the Latinx folk in <laughs> Miami. They'll let you know if you white. Don't be fooled, girl, because they gonna get y'all too. They know who white. They know who white, and 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 that's it. <laughs> so what's up with you? Um. So I am hung up as always on Beyonce Knowles. She won a BT award and she let Chloe and Hallie pick it up and that was an amazing marketing scheme because Chloe and Hallie need not that they need the exposure but I love that she's giving them the chance to be as exposed as possible and when they received the award on Beyonce's behalf they spoke like so beautifully I don't even say eloquently like mm-hmm. but they spoke like they were singing mm-hmm. I was definitely enamored by their speech um I'm hung up on Solange Knowles. Homegirl won that BET award that she deserved. She did. I love that Beyonce and Solange, while they definitely support and love each other, they recognize themselves as separate entities. Very separate. I agree. It was beautiful. And yesterday, Solange sang Karen Clark And support each other, though, too, right? Gilead. Um, And if anybody knows me, I love the Clark sisters. I love Karen Clark Sheard. And so I got my entire life. Now, I'm hanging up on, as I mentioned earlier this week, um, I went to Atlanta. For Atlanta. A Atlanta. I have to watch that video because I don't know <laughs> what you're referencing. I love you, Atlanta. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to pinpoint any group in particular. But what I will say is that I'm hanging up from here on out on people who cannot be themselves. Mm. And who have to... Let me backtrack. How do I say this? I support you if you feel like you are a part of a group and that you rep that group. Because I feel like we all rep different organizations. We all rep different jobs. We rep different social groups. We rep rep different parts of what makes us us, right? right? But when you lose yourself and you immerse yourself in a different, in a faction completely, and all you do is go hard for that faction to the point where you no longer recognize who you are as an individual, I have to hang up on you. So basically what I'm trying to say is That's be real. yourself because after a certain age, let me tell you how old I am, 26, that shit does not matter. And you hey, have nothing to prove to me and I have 26. nothing to prove to you. And if you really want to go toe-to-toe, I will read the fuck out of you because I'm no longer trying to fit in your sphere of influence. I am telling you what my Would you ask me last week? You mad? And you're going to be you mad. mad. Bye, bitches. You mad. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Is, and that will And happen. when you become clear about that. that then you can speak. You can speak in Philadelphia. You can speak in Atlanta. Atlanta. You can speak in California. Wherever you're from. And I'm ready for your ass. I believe it. I'm, oh, I believe it. it. Bobby! <laughs> <laughs>
Just Wait. sitting on the balcony, baby, eating some chicken, eating talking chicken. to you. Okay, I'm waiting for you. Talking to, to you and waiting for you. you eating some chicken. What's up? You ready this to This was on? a very interesting episode. I feel like we're both super tired. We're both super tipsy. But you know, I also feel like we're getting more comfortable. Well, I'll speak for myself. I'm getting more comfortable, um, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah, and I'm enjoying having you. And I hope, you know, the people listening are as well. Um, and don't forget to send your comments, suggestions, things like that. Email us. To what? Hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes, and also follow us at? Hunguppod. On? Twitter. And? Instagram. Yes. And, and Facebook. And where can they find you? Me? Wait, we doing an outro? Yeah. You real slick with it. <laughs> but Bitch, before we do we the outro. You? Oh, okay. Before we do the outro, um... This week in music. Um, oh shit! Our music segment. Not a segment. We. Uh, it's okay. It's a segment. It's literally. It's really a not. I, it, this week, not that much, guys. Um, as always, um, hit me up on Spotify, guys. I have this really cool party booty popping ratchet trap 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 playlist on Spotify called I Dante, I D A N T E. Follow it, guys. Check it out. It's fun. It's summertime. You need to be playing this shit at your parties, at your barbecues. Um, it's really fun. I have over 200 tracks. Um, I've been kind of cultivating this playlist for quite some time now. So hopefully you guys will check it out. You'll love it. Send in your suggestions if you have any suggestions or if there's any music that you're checking out that you think is cool that you want us to mention on the show. Um, let us know. Um, this week I did listen to, I'm still stuck on SZA, um, playing that album like back to back nonstop. Um, but I did check out her new album, new, new album. Um, it's a very R&B, Sade, Kelly Rowland, Dage Low. I think that's how you say it. (laughs) Um, Tayana Taylor kind of feel. Um, it's a really cool album. Very smooth. Um, I feel like it's something that you can kind of like. Put the sunroof back and. Yeah. Can I tell you? (coughs) Excuse me. But not to take away. Yes, there is a her, volume one and volume two. But there's also also a fucking him. And I'm like, my mind is so blown. Are they related? I don't know. Her and and him. Are they going to come out with a they? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just so confused. Let's take that now before someone else does. Let's be they. Can we be they? They. You got vocals? But I feel like they both. It's an acronym, right? I so want it stands for something. Focus. Focus. Brandy? Focus on me by her on volume one. Oh, I. So, full disclosure, I'm just getting into volume I'm two. I'm totally quitting the show. Full disclosure. Please don't. <laughs> full disclosure, please come back. Hashtag full disclosure. We have to be they, though. Um, and we have to take a picture like this. What do you want your background to be? Let's do like a purple. I want my background to a be a turkey burger. What the fuck is wrong with you? Get out of my face. Away from me with this Apollo. Away. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, tracks on her. I like Say It Again Avenue so far. Um, I'm still going through it, but it's pretty cool. So once again, you guys, find me on Spotify. I Dante. Check out my playlist. I have another one. It's like an R&B playlist. Again, over 200 tracks. It's pretty cool. Find me. Follow me on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, all those good things. Um, let me know how you feel. What's your Instagram and Twitter? My Instagram, E Dante Cole. I'm so sick of Eric at this point of the evening. Follow me. 
What's up? <laughs> Hit me up. Yes, guys. And you can find me, P. Ryan, at <laughs> I am P. Ryan on um, Instagram and Twitter. Wonderful news. Where you at? Oh, what is wrong with you? Jennifer Hudson? <laughs> uh, a lot of great news to come We'll unfold it as the time goes by But we'll definitely unfold it before the summer ends Love you so much Again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter At HungUpPod That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D Only spelling it because Eric hates it And follow us I do on Facebook.com Engage with us at Facebook.com Slash HungUpPod And send your questions, comments, emails All that shit to HungUpPod At gmail.com we love you so much for listening, and we thank we you. We do. As always, you guys are awesome. Check yes. us out next week. We'll be back. Peace. <laughs>